Welcome to episode 23 of Central Intelligence Cinema. Thanks to a rather extraordinary happening, Jason and I have already had the chance to see No Time to Die. This was recorded the day after we got to see it and contains no spoilers to the best of our abilities. And we limited talk about characters to returning cast and characters prominently featured in the trailers. But if you want to go in ice cold, maybe go back to our Spectre review for now. And hey, it's a good way to remind you what happened, so you'll be ready when you do go see No Time to Die. But with that, let's get into it. Beg your pardon, forgot to knock. Welcome to the CIC, initiating security clearance. My name is Napoleon Son. Bond. James Bond. Ethan Hunt. Felix Leiter. Ilya Kuriaki. Identity confirmed. Now, pay attention, 007. Welcome to Central Intelligence Cinema, a podcast dedicated to spy movies and secret agent pop culture. Your mission, should you decide to accept it. Just remember, nothing ever goes according to plan. Sean, what do you think you're doing? The British and Ramsa. Coming to you from an undisclosed location, which is in no way a movie theater, it's the Central Intelligence Cinema Podcast. I'm Jason Grieber, and with me, as always, Ben Esslinger. Thank you, Jason, and welcome back to the CIC. We've got a a last-minute special Intel report for you today. Because uh, yours truly, both of us, went and we, saw... We truly, we truly. We truly uh, got to go see No Time to Die. What? We did. Ahead of just about everybody else in the United States, we had the amazing opportunity. Um, and before we even get into... The, before I even hit the uh, Intel Report music, I would just like to shout out to uh, James Page of MI6HQ, um, a.k.a. the uh, James Bond and Friends podcast. Well, they're two different things, really, but it's a publication, it's a website, and it's a podcast. But anyway, James Page, thank you so, so, so very much. Uh, without him, we have we would have not had the opportunity to go and see this at a press screening, um, which was one of 30 cities across the earth. Um, anyway, it was simultaneously uh, shown at the same time that the London premiere was going on, and uh, they happen to have one near our undisclosed location. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Closest <laughs> to our undisclosed location. And so we were able to go and see No Time to Die. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very happy about it. I really liked it. I'm kind of over the moon that we got to see it so early. Totally so early and the fact that otherwise because me personally i have a 10-year anniversary vacation coming up and had i not gotten this opportunity (laughs) i would not have seen this movie at the release time i would have seen it late i would have seen it after all the americans have already seen it and so which means by the way i would have had to wait so (laughs) double thank you exactly so thank you so so much james page uh yes but uh yeah we're here to to talk about in a spoiler free kind of way broad strokes broad strokes our uh our first impressions of no time to die so uh should i hit our little theme tuny tune let's do it looking for a new story impress me 
Transmitting CIC Intel dossier. They'll print anything these days. Okay, so yeah. We saw no time to die. I can't yeah, believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> yes, finally. Finally, we have seen this damn thing. Oh, so happy about it. So happy. Um, man, you know, I'm going to disclose something to our tens of listeners, which is, <laughs> which is that I, I have a lot of sleeping issues uh, that I'm actually seeing a doctor about. <laughs> um, and uh I went into this movie with two hours of sleep. And when I only get two hours of sleep, I'm a very emotional person. And <laughs> this was a movie that was tough to see with a lot of emotions running through me because it's a, it's kind of an emotional movie. And I will just say that the movie shook me just a little bit. And uh, yeah, it took me a little time to recover. I'm glad I slept last night because now I feel much better and I'm a little more <laughs> level-headed about my uh about my take on the movie and and all that sort of thing i think yesterday if we would have recorded if i tried to record yesterday i would have been like it was the greatest movie i've ever seen oh my god that sort of thing um fortunately uh ben had me around as his uh logical semi-vulcan counterpart to uh <laughs> to to keep the emotions in, in in check yes yes exactly i was like oh i, I i'm i'm fine i'm fine it's, it was a good movie. I'm fine. <laughs> so first impressions, I'm just going to say this, this, this final outing for Daniel Craig, it's like, it's the final outing for Daniel Craig that I didn't know I wanted. That's what I will say. I, I didn't expect it to be what it was, but I'm happy that it was what it was. I like the way they did this, even though technically, if you think about <laughs> <laughs> where Spectre ends. It's like we've now had the Lord of Rings two endings situation <laughs> <laughs> for Daniel Craig's legacy. But I kind of like the second ending a lot better. That's just me. That's um, fair. I like that it wrapped everything up. But miraculously, at least for me, it doesn't, It I didn't get the feeling like it retconned anything. If anything, it just sort of embellished on things that existed in a way that didn't feel forced it, it if anything they just sort of elaborated on things that had been established they didn't try and re rewrite history they merely embellished on the history that was there inspector and so um i'm very very happy with the movie but i know that jason will have something to say <laughs> Well, I, I will tell you, you, you said it was the one you didn't know that you wanted. Mm -hmm. I think it was the exact movie I expected it to be for reasons. But um, <laughs> that, that doesn't take anything away from the fact that I really enjoyed seeing it. I mean, it, it had everything that you want to have in a James Bond movie. Yes. And I think maybe for the first time since Daniel Craig took over, successfully integrated all of those things into a James Bond movie. Absolutely. Uh, and, and so... I came out feeling like I'd seen something that that kind of sparked my childhood version of mm -hmm. James Bond, my early adulthood version of James Bond, and still integrated this new adulty adulty version with Daniel Craig that I am the largest fan of. And yes. I didn't feel like I had anything that was left wanting mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. Um, all of the old tropes that you don't hate are in it. Mm -hmm. I don't think there were any of the ones that you do hate that are in it. Right. I, you know, I it's don't just, think so. I don't, I mean, there, there might've been one thing that I, I might've 
had a quarter eye roll on just a quarter yeah. eye roll. But I don't but, think you can get out of a James Bond movie without rolling your eyes at least twice. But no I matter how fe- diehard a fan you are, I get the feeling when I see that moment again, I'll actually probably chuckle about it. That's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, uh, it, like you said, it was it was the perfect movie for Daniel Craig to go out on. Yeah. And I mean, I said this when we did the Spectre review, I felt like Spectre was the right movie for him to go out on. Mm-hmm. Riding off into the not sunset because it was pitch black. But <laughs> I got the girl. I did the job. I'm moving on. Um, and I'm like, where do you go from there? And why do you go from there? Right. But they, they really, Daniel Craig, Fukunaga, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, everybody involved really just set up an excellent ending to an era of James Bond. Yeah. And, you know, I will I think it's fantastic after the 10th viewing? Maybe not. <laughs> I think I'll still think it's pretty fantastic after two or three. Um, right. But but yeah, it it was it was a great way to end the story. It was a very enjoyable way to do it. The time flew by. Yes. And that was one of the things I, w- I was going to bring up is that I also felt kind of like this movie was almost <laughs> and and granted, this this is towards people like myself who were not entirely happy with Spectre. I kind of felt like this was an apology letter to people who didn't care for Spectre in the sense that the pacing in this movie is fantastic for being such a long movie. You didn't it didn't feel that way. In fact, no. in some cases, I would almost say it was moving things along was almost hyper accelerated. There's, mm-hmm. I think of moments where, how do I say this? Um, let's just say that Bond changes form of transportation at some point in this movie. And when he goes from w- one bit of transportation to the next, it's not, it takes very little time and they do it in such a way that's really efficient it's sort of the same thing too. They will talk about somewhere where they're going to go and the next minute they're there already. You don't see them leaving to go there. You don't see it's just the there's, next There's not even a plane with a little red line that's following <laughs> as they go. <laughs> exactly. So the editing is extremely efficient in the way that they snap from one beat to the next. Right. Well, and that's that's the director's man. Yeah. You know? I I I felt that Fuganaga just knocked it out of the park in that respect. Um, and you had mentioned Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So much of the dialogue is just so sharp in this one. Yeah. I, I really, really appreciated that. I'm, I'm very, very happy with the movie. And I think, see, I think for me, I have a feeling I'm going to go back and watch this and I'm going to like it even more. And then I'm going to like it even more. Now there, you know, I could be wrong. I mean, I was, I was wrong about Spectre. When I first saw Spectre, I thought it was great. And then 10 viewings later, I was like, this movie frustrates the living hell out of me. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, so who knows, but right now I'm loving it. I really enjoyed it. So I did want to talk just briefly about the score and the music. I, now I will say I wasn't blown away by the score, but I felt like the score did its job. Yeah. Um, And there was a lot more of it. There was a lot more of it. It was effective. Now I will say too, they there are echoes of previous bonds in the score. And I'm sure yes. and I'm sure people have, have heard some of that already, but which work really, really well, especially towards the end of this movie. I feel like it works really well now. And also very satisfying to me was the fact that they did work in the actual No Time to Die theme song into the score. Although it's kind of funny that it is 
put into the score less than the other aforementioned older Bond song. (laughs) (laughs) There's more of the older Bond song in the score than there is of the new Bond theme. But I'll take it regardless because it it's sure it, it's effective. It's not a it's not one of these blow you away scores. I don't think you know. I think about um, it is one hundred percent perfectly adequate for what it needed to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I was definitely more satisfied with this than I was again with Spectre. Spectre, I was just so irritated that there were full lifts of music in Skyfall that got dropped right into Spectre that. It just, I was just like, come on. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the other uh, reason why I feel like this is sort of an apology to people who didn't like Spectre was that I felt like finally, and this is actually just a, a chronic issue with Bond films, is gen- a lot of times the third act is very, there's a lot of, usually a lot of problems in the third act. That's where things tend to fall apart in Bond movies is in the third act. And Spectre was certainly guilty of that whereas i feel like the third act of no time to die is quite quite good oh yeah neat and tidy and everything you want again everything that you want in a bond movie but nothing that you don't exactly exactly um it was amazingly shot i can't get over the photography in this thing i almost feel like at times i wish it was almost a little less picturesque Every once in a while, because it's so every shot is just manicured, <laughs> like literally every shot is is so perfect. I'm, I almost want a little bit more ruggedness to some degree when I, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's awesome. So now I will say too, um, I don't want to, I'm not trying to give anything away, um, but I, I will say that I felt like this is a new take on Bond that I have really haven't seen in any other Bond actor's tenure. The phase in which Bond is in, in this movie, is different than anything I've ever seen before. And that's about all I can say about it. It's just the, the, the way that Bond is portrayed in this film, I have never seen it done by a different Bond actor. I don't think Roger had it. I don't think Sean certainly didn't have it because he bowed out too early. And I do, and we certainly didn't see this. I mean, let's be real here. Pierce didn't really. Pierce was like one note in that respect. You know, he was he had one Bond that he was. I, I think maybe that's yeah, something he, he was. Remington Steel is James Bond, right? I mean, exactly. That, exactly. That was his note. Yeah, <laughs> and perhaps maybe that's the maybe that's the quintessential thing about Daniel as Bond is that in every movie he's kind of portrayed Bond in a different phase of Bond's life, really. Yeah. And and so this was no different than that. He he lived up to his his previous history of how he has portrayed Bond. So yeah. <laughs> That's about all I can say about that. I have so much I want to say, but I can't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will have to save that for the inevitable. Yes. The no inevitable. time to die review. That's right. That's right. Um, I will say too that um, and this is all I will say. I was happy that, again, this is another thing that I didn't like Inspector, but in this movie I did. I felt like Blofeld in this movie was portrayed far more capable than he was in Spectre. Now, granted, Inspector, he didn't come off as being incapable until the, the final third when everything sort of falls apart in that movie. But I just felt like, 
I felt like Blofeld was much, was actually a little bit more scary uh, and a little bit more like the villain that he's supposed to be. So I was pleasantly surprised with that. He he showed up a little bit more. I felt Christoph Waltz still sort of gave the same sort of Blofeld, but it felt a little different. And maybe that was the direction. Maybe that was who knows what it was. Maybe, you know, I know that, you know, he he probably read some of the reviews and and I know I think there was like an interview with him after Spectre came out where he wasn't real happy with his own performance in it. So who knows? Maybe he he self-corrected some of his mannerisms or or how he delivered lines or whatnot because he didn't go the full what's that character that you're always talking about that he plays in all oh, those movies hans landa i didn't think he he went full hans landa in uh <laughs> in this one honestly honestly it felt more hannibal lecter than hans landa in this one so it certainly yes indeed and and i think at least for me it was for the better yeah also, he did not say it's a bingo. He did we not were, say it's we a bingo. were really hoping for that. <laughs> we did not. We did not get that. We did not. Get we, that. we 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 made that comment when we left the theater uh, to the people that are there that there were no bingos, and we were very we were very <laughs> they, disappointed. They just sort of looked at us with a with a glazed over look. They didn't know. Where no, we're... they just looked at us like everybody looks at us. Like don't, we're don't crazy. Try give, exactly. Don't try and give them any more credit. They're just like, <laughs> who are these people? How did they get in here? The the Dante and Randall of spy podcasting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should have gone in in hockey jerseys and at least let them know what they were getting into. <laughs> now, I will say uh, I've seen some early criticism of Rami Malek's character, just broad strokes about what they thought of his performance. I actually really liked him. I felt like Rami Malek did come off as, as disturbing, but at the same time, there were some things that were a little tough about his, his villain. The first of which actually, there's a couple of moments where I have a really hard time understanding what he's saying. And I had to sort of pick up what he was saying based on context i had to sort of infer what he was actually what he was yeah i would blame that more towards the very editing end. yeah especially towards and, the very end yeah I, and also the, the theater we were in was one of those super de duper high end you know dolby yes well what was funny about it, that it was kind of low though i felt like the volume was a little low in there yeah but there were some scenes where the the, the music was competing with the dialogue yeah and uh, when you're trying to give a subtle performance mm -hmm. and and the, you don't have the music mix right on it right it not only takes the, the that away from it but so i don't blame the i don't blame the movie i don't blame rami malik i really blame the theater we were in for causing a lot of that issue mm -hmm. um and so i think on a on a perhaps a more regular screen or you know, on a home setup um mm -hmm. i think is the performance will come out a lot more uh, than what we got from what we watched, which is kind of disappointing considering what it was being presented as. Right. Um, but nobody could do anything about what the theater is set up to do, unfortunately. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You get what you get a yeah. lot of, in that respect. I did feel like, oh, I don't even know if I should get into this, but I kind of feel like Safin's motivations were a little confusing as a villain. Um, also, I thought, uh, you know, Anna Diarmas was delightful in the movie and she's just drop dead gorgeous. But um, I kind of felt like she, her her purpose for being there was a little confusing. Like, I know 
I mean, I know why kind of she was there, but I also kind of don't know why. Like, it was very one note. I felt like they could have done more with her. There's parts of her character that I really liked. Like, she was super kick-ass. And and she did have a fun chemistry with Daniel Craig. Like, that was the one thing. That was the high note for me was that those scenes, you know, where it's just him and her. I really enjoyed those moments. They were cute. And, and she did, you know, about as much as she could with, with what she was given. I just wish they would have given her a little bit more to, to do. I can't refute anything you just said without spoiling the movie. So I'm just going <laughs> to nod my head. All right. Um, know me. She was kick-ass and I did like her, but again, I feel like they should have committed more. They should have committed more to making her more kick-ass and more. She was credible, but I felt like they could have pushed that even further. They could have given her a little bit more oomph. I don't, I don't know how else to say it without like spoiling anything. Um, well, you know, I'm sure the Fukunaga cut will take care of all of that for the everybody. Fukunaga cut? <laughs> are we going to see the three hashtag? and a half out? Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a four and a half hour thing that you, uh, you're you going to see on uh, an Amazon like they did with Justice League. Right. Are we, so, so we're going to we're going to see people on Twitter with hashtag release the Fukunaga cut. I hope we start that right now. <laughs> the new movie hasn't even come out. <laughs> and I want people hashtag Fukunaga cut just <laughs> just so he goes back and says that is my cut that I had final cut on this that's mine <laughs> we want more. <laughs> I also if I'm if I'm being picky, but granted this is sort of a holdover from the previous chapter is that I still don't buy the chemistry between Madeline and Bond. Um, I felt like the lines are there. And, and that sort of thing, but it's still, uh, it, I think it's the, the age difference, man. And I think it, it sh- it's even harder to deny the age difference now. You know, Daniel's just kind of, you know, getting a little up there, you know, in years. And, and I mean, Leah Sadu looked amazing in this movie. Like, holy cow. If anything, she looked younger. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the... There's some, wow, there's some moments that she's just, oof, goodness. Um, but yeah, again, like I bought that she was into him. I kind of didn't necessarily uh, buy into him being into her, actually. Or or maybe it was just that maybe Daniel Craig was trying to play it more like he was still guarded or something like that. And maybe that was why like I sort of felt the way I did about it. But regardless, I felt like that chemistry still wasn't really there and i i felt like that was going to be a pitfall of this movie no matter what anyway and and i was right about that it was one of the few things i was right about in this movie was that that chemistry still wasn't there at least for me i don't know how you felt about it it worked for me just like it worked in specter that's true i mean i i mean i agree i think the age difference and we talked about that mm-hmm. um i felt like a more age appropriate person would have been a better choice for this role right initially inspector and i still feel it now but i think that uh i think chemistry between them was fine in both i mean if when you look at what the characters motivations are and everything like that i think the proper amount of passion and restraint was shown by both actors i just think it's it's hard to see daniel craig as he is 
with Leia Sadu as she is mm-hmm. because of the age difference. Right. You know who would have been significantly better would have been Haley Atwell. A little older, a little wiser. <laughs> I think she could have pulled it off better. I can't imagine but, why you're making this suggestion, Jason. Well, I, you could have put Leia Sadu in the Tom Cruise thing that's happening next year. And yeah, I'm just yeah, but saying. they killed her off in a previous mission. So you can't actually. So because <laughs> she that's was the true. villain in, in uh, Ghost right. Protocol. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, her sister, twin sister, <laughs> clone. Um, I did like, um, and I will say as far as action sequences go, I I really enjoyed the action sequences for the most part, but I felt like the action scenes in Cuba were a little tough to follow at times because you're, you're seeing it from a lot of different camera angles and you're not, and suddenly you're like looking at, at it from a different point of view and you're like, wait, where did everyone just, you know, I, it took me a second to reorient myself to like, Mm -hmm. to where the action was going on based on where the, where they cut to. Yeah, well, a lot of it had to do with the lighting. A lot of it had to do with the fact they had a lot of multiple points of view going on in that particular scene. They basically had four characters, well, three and a half, but you had Bond had his own individual and uh, Ana de Armas' character had her own individual. So, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I will say the driving scenes were unbelievable and only sort of built on the on the trailers but that does lead Mm -hmm. me to a point that does lead me to a point that it was unfortunate that i felt like they showed a little too much in the trailers yeah but you were saying that when they showed the trailers yeah but i do feel like this movie is going to be better received by people who have seen less of it that's just me i I would agree that's just me because i felt like i kind of saw all the biggest explodey things prior to to going in and I kind of wish I had. Yeah, but there's still some good pieces in there that still you some, don't yeah. even know are happening. Yeah. Um, We've got and, those great little one-liners, too. And, and mm-hmm. you know, lots of little fun little moments. Also, too, I will say, I felt like this was kind of the... It was, strangely enough, both simultaneously the silliest and the most serious Bond movie um, of the Daniel Craig series at the same time. They, they managed to combine the silly and the serious, and it worked somehow. At least for me, it worked. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it took all the things you like about James Bond movies and left all the things you don't, and you got a really good James Bond movie out of it. Yeah. One could even argue the age difference between the two of them is one of those James Bond things that they put in there. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. if Do you have anything else that uh, you wanted to... No, I mean, you know, it's so tough when, when you're coming off the movie and you've got a lot of things that you want to talk about, but you can't talk about because you got to let everybody else enjoy the movie before you can talk about them. So, you know, other than, you know, rehashing what we already said, I, I think we kind of have covered the fact that you should go see this movie because it's great. And, you know, go do it. Yeah. See it twice. Exactly. See it well, times. exactly. Well, I mean, I, I definitely intend to to go back and see it in the theaters again once I get back from my vacation. And, and also, I'm actually kind of glad I'm going on vacation now because now I won't being on vacation. I won't have that urge to try and talk to somebody about it who hasn't right. seen it or, you know, there will be no temptation for me to, <laughs> to, to accidentally spoil it for somebody because I'm going to be <laughs> off in, you know, 
a different undisclosed, undisclosed location, location exactly <laughs> and uh just you know doing my thing there so but yeah go see the movie it's at least for me it's a perfect ending to daniel craig's tenure and we are certainly going to be uh moving into uh uncharted territory after this that is for sure that is for sure but i think that's about it with that i'm ben and i'm jason and the cic will return with more missions more martinis and more mayhem. <laughs> <laughs>